0: On today's episode, Duncan Keith and the Edmonton Oilers are on to the Western Conference Final. I'll also provide some updates on a couple of Blackhawks prospects that are taking part in the postseason for their respected junior clubs. And then to wrap things up will be Dylan Strom's 2021-2022 season recap. All that and plenty more right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, May 27th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman 2 or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show some support first by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds. Literally, just a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. If you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Odyssey, And feel free to leave me a review. I always greatly appreciate getting some feedback from my tremendous listeners out there. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcasts, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, et cetera. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, and be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode, folks, moving forward through the rest of the offseason and into training camp this fall is going to have a video version attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please, please, please go on over to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. I'm really trying to keep boosting these numbers up. Go and smash the like button down below for me as well. And be sure to comment as to what grade you think Blackhawks forward Dylan Strome deserves for his performance this year. And last, be sure to go and ring the bell. Turn on those push notifications so that you can be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, enough of that. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen Here to start off your day. To kick things off here this afternoon, let's get into the Edmonton Oilers taking down the Calgary Flames in Game 5 last night, winning 5-4 to in overtime, with a game-winning goal coming from none other than Connor McJesus himself. And now the Oilers are on to the Western Conference Final, where they will have a matchup with either the Colorado Avalanche or the St. Louis Blues. Game 6 of that series is actually Later on this evening, uh, with the Avs having another chance to close out the series coming tonight in St. Louis, should be another fun and entertaining contest at Enterprise Arena. But even though this series between Edmonton and Calgary only lasted five games, what a battle of Alberta we got to see, folks. Each and every game was filled with a lot of offense, back and forth action, Goal scoring on both sides, not a whole lot of goaltending. Each game's ending like six to five. There was a lot of physical play. I mean, you name it, we got it in the Battle of Alberta. And it's kind of a shame that this thing only lasted five games. But how about the Edmonton Oilers, folks? After uh, barely sneaking their way by the Los Angeles Kings in the first round of the playoffs, they take down the Calgary Flames in five games. And... A lot of people, including myself, expected the Flames to win this series. I actually had the Flames going all the way to the Stanley Cup final and falling short to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So (laughs) there goes my bracket challenge. Um, But what a performance out of Edmonton. And their big guns really have been leading the way. Connor McDavid's doing Connor McDavid things. Evander Kane already has 12 goals so far in the postseason. Zach Hyman, what a pickup he's been for them. He was an absolute weapon throughout that series with Calgary. And then Leon Drysaddle, folks, is nothing short of amazing because on one leg, he's playing with a busted up ankle. It's been a huge storyline for the Oilers. He still managed to have 17 points in this five game series with at least three points in every single game. I mean, that's actually insane. And it's hard to fathom that He's that good where he can put up those kinds of numbers on on just one leg. I mean, it's remarkable. What a gutsy performance out of Dreisaitl to help lead the Oilers uh, to this upset series win over Calgary without being even close to 100%. But with the Oilers advancing on to the Western Conference final, folks, this is actually really good news for the Chicago Blackhawks because don't forget there was a condition in the Duncan Keith trade that took place last summer that stated If the Oilers went on to reach the Stanley Cup final and Duncan Keith is top four among all their defensemen in terms of average time on ice per game, then the third round pick that the Blackhawks received in that deal would become a second round pick in the 2022 NHL draft. And as of right now, Keith is in third by a large margin among all Oilers defensemen in time on ice. So unless something drastic happens, Uh, Duncan Keith is going to be, you know, he's going to continue to play top four minutes for the Oilers as long as they're alive in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So if they're able to defeat Colorado or St. Louis in the next round, which I know seems like a really tough task, but at the same time, so did defeating Calgary, uh, then the Blackhawks are going to be sitting pretty. So now all of us have a reason to become Edmonton Oilers fans. Uh, for the Western Conference Final, because if they move on to the Stanley Cup, that would mean the Blackhawks would have three second-round picks in the 2022 NHL Draft. All right, there are some updates out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Coming up in just a moment, I will be providing a couple of updates as well on some Blackhawks prospects taking part in the playoffs for their respected junior clubs. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as baseball season is finally upon us and Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired manager is going to land or who the first fired manager is going to be this year, regardless of what you want to bet on, BetOnline remains the number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. It's not just baseball from the NHL and NBA playoffs, e-sports, boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games. Bet online where the game begins. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, getting into segment two now today with things starting to slow down a bit this offseason in terms of Blackhawks news. I thought now would be a good time to mention that a couple of Blackhawks prospects are taking part in the conference finals or the semifinals, as they're called in the QMJHL for their respected junior teams, both of which, by the way, happen to be seventh round picks uh, of the Blackhawks in the past two NHL drafts. First, Louis Crevier and the Quebec Remparts are taking on the Shawinigan Cataracts, excuse me, uh, in the QMJHL semifinals right now, and uh, with the series currently tied at one apiece. Uh, But Crevier was the seventh round pick of the Blackhawks back in the 2020 NHL draft. And for those of you who don't know, he is a six foot eight. 215 pound defenseman an absolutely massive human being for being only 21 years old and he was actually around uh back at training camp in the fall for the blackhawks i remember seeing him on the ice and being like oh my god this kid is an absolute giant and for being so large he actually moves around pretty well out there on the ice he's got a good strong and powerful stride that he uses to his advantage he's also you know so hard to get around in transition at that size and he also uses a really long stick because of his height it makes it difficult for opponents uh to enter the offensive zone or the neutral zone with some speed because he's able to knock the puck away uh so for a seventh round pick i mean Cavier, uh it seems like there could be something there and clearly the blackhawks are interested because they've already inked him to his entry level contract and I'd expect him to be headed to Rockford next year with the Ice Hogs. This is his fourth year in the QMJHL, after all. Uh, And in 62 games this year, Crevier recorded 10 goals and 26 assists for 36 points. So he has a little bit of a skill game, which is certainly welcome with him being that size. Uh, And so far in nine postseason games for Quebec, Crevier has recorded four goals and three assists for seven points. So, He's nearly been a point per game defenseman this far. He's been very active. He was actually named to the, uh, CHL team of the week during the first round for Quebec as well. So, uh, he, he's been really awesome been really good defensively and just playing a big role, by the way, he's playing on the top pairing for Quebec as he has throughout the entire post season. So playing a big role and he's been a huge part of, uh, Quebec reaching the semifinals where game three of their best of five with Shawinigan will be on Sunday afternoon. The other seventh round pick in the conference finals is Jalen Lipin with the Edmonton Oil Kings of the WHL. Lipen was the seventh round pick of the Hawks back in the previous NHL draft. And Edmonton, by the way, they have been an absolute powerhouse in the WHL for the past couple of years. And they've been, tearing it apart so far in the whl postseason edmonton's currently ahead three to one in their conference final series with the winnipeg ice and overall throughout the playoffs so far they have an 11 and 1 record in 12 games just a dominant run that they've been on the past couple of weeks and to be fair this team is absolutely loaded they have former first round picks and dylan gunther Jake Neighbors for the St. Louis Blues, Caden Gooley's on the back end, and they have Sebastian Casa in that. This is, I mean, is loaded, uh, probably one of the all-time stacked WHL teams right here. Uh, and Leipan was a huge part of their success in the regular season. He was regularly seeing top six minutes in route to uh, having 29 goals and 35 assists for 64 points in 66 games this season. So far in the playoffs, though, Leipman has been a little bit quieter. He's got seven points in 12 games, and I believe he only had uh, one assist in Edmonton's second round series. So hopefully he'll be able to pick it up a little bit more here, especially being on such a dominant team. Uh, But not a bad postseason run by any means either. He's still still been pretty good and been playing a middle six role for the Oil Kings. Uh, But in regards to his future with the Blackhawks organization, this is also Lipen's fourth year of junior hockey, like Carvier. Uh, and personally, I would think that he's done enough to get an entry-level contract from the Blackhawks and to potentially be in Rockford next season, especially considering how thin the Blackhawks are in their pipelines at forward. Why not take a shot on a kid like Jalen Lipen who? You know he is undersized. He's five foot ten, only a hundred sixty pounds. So he definitely needs to throw on some muscle uh, in order for his game to translate to the next levels. Um, but he has shown some good offensive skill set in the past couple of seasons. Now it also has been on a really good team, surrounded by a lot of good teammates. But still, I think overall, with the Hawks forward department being so thin, you got to take a chance on some of these kids. And Lipan looks like a good. You know, in the seventh round, you're kind of just taking risks there. You're taking a chance. And Leipin, for seventh round pick, I mean, I think that was a a pretty good selection by the Blackhawks in the seventh round. I think they've done well in the seventh round each of these last two years. Uh, Crevier, as I said, I think he's going to be in Rockford next year. We're going to have to wait and see what happens this summer with Lipen, once the Oil King season comes to an end, which, by the way, with how it's looking right now, it looks like it could be coming to a close with the WHL championship. All right, there are a couple of updates on a pair of Blackhawks' seventh-round picks in recent years. Coming up in just a minute, I still have to get into forward Dylan Strom's 2021-2022 season recap. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Summer is coming and you're going to need some food for being on the go. Well, built bars are the perfect snack to take with you everywhere you go. Throw them into your bags, throw them into your kids' backpacks, and make sure that everyone has a snack and a bar to be fueled for their summer adventures. And the best part about built bar is that they're both delicious and healthy. So there's no more sacrificing delicious food for health because with built bar, you can have both. You can get the best of both worlds. And have you tried built bar puffs yet? Because if not, And you're seriously missing out on one of the best tasting protein bars on the market with flavors like banana cream pie, cinnamon churro, birthday cake. They're all outstanding. They don't even taste like a protein bar. It seriously tastes like you're just having some chocolate of some sort. I can't believe it's actually healthy for you. Best of all, these Bilt Bar Puffs are 150 calories or less, and they have at least 17 grams or more of protein. So, head on over to built.com right now and be sure to use the promo code locked15 to get 15% off your next order. That's built.com with the exclusive promo code locked15, one word locked in all caps, followed by the number 15 to get 15% off your next built bar order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into segment three today, before I wrap things up, I still got to get into forward Dylan Strom's 2021-2022 season recap segment. And for those of you who haven't tuned into yesterday's episode yet, be sure and to go and check that out after the show wraps up here in a few moments to hear what grade I gave Blackhawks defenseman Jake McCabe for his performance this season. And also, while you have a second here, be sure to go and comment down below. I want to hear what you all have to think. Go and comment down below as to what grade you think Dylan Strom should be getting for his efforts this year. But getting into Strom's season, it was uh, quite an interesting start for him, to say the least, because coming into training camp, there were a lot of trade rumors surrounding his name. Jeremy Colleton was still the head coach of the Blackhawks. Stan Bowman was still the general manager. And quite frankly, early on in camp, in the preseason, the start of the regular season, Strom just wasn't getting a fair shot to prove himself. And that wasn't something that was just happening this season. No, if you go back to the past few years under Colleton, Strom was always jumping up and down the lineup. He never had a consistent spot. He was even being tested out at both center and the wing I mean, he just was never in the same place for more than two or three games, it felt like. Colleton always seemed to be tinkering with Strom, and I I really think that honestly hurt his development the past few seasons. And then out of the gate, Colleton apparently thinks Strom isn't good enough to even crack the lineup. He's being regularly scratched in the early part of the season before Colleton eventually ends up getting fired. And I feel like throughout that whole stretch, that Strome was getting scratched. A lot of us Blackhawks fans were screaming from the heavens to give him an opportunity, to give him some playing time. We have seen it in the past, playing with Patrick Kane and his good buddy Alex Debrinkin. And those three, can they can put up numbers. They can produce for this offense. And then what do you know? Derek King comes in. To be fair, King did scratch Strome two only two times, not nearly as much as Colleton did early on in the year and how reluctant he was to give him an opportunity. Strom did still have to earn it with Derrick King, um, but once he did, he jumped right up on that top line with Kaner and Kat and became the team's best center by far this season. From supposedly not even good enough to crack the lineup to becoming the team's best center. That's the progression out of Dylan Strom this year, folks. And once he got that chance, I mean, he took it and absolutely ran away with it and ended up having his best season since that first stint with the Blackhawks after being acquired from the Coyotes. Uh, but strom ended up playing in 69 games for the Blackhawks this season while recording 22 goals, which is a career best, with 26 assists and 48 points, both of which were also the second most of his career. So really good offensive output out of Stromer this season. He did have th- 28 penalty minutes. Excuse me, I was going to say 33. I believe Jake McCabe had 33 yesterday. Um, but those 28 minutes, uh, penalty minutes, were actually a career high for Strome, but Still not really all that much. 14 minor penalties in 68 games, and I think that's mostly due to uh, the uptick in ice time that he saw this year. He was on the ice more than ever, and as a result, he he took more penalties than ever. Even though you know it still wasn't a lot, so not really worried about Stromer having to stay out of the penalty box. Uh, he also had five power play goals this season, which personally I think for the opportunity that he was given isn't good enough, and I think. One thing the Blackhawks, Strome, needs to work on in particular, along with Jonathan Taves, they just need to get more aggressive when they have the puck down low at the right dot, when they're right right next to the net, because other teams are recognizing that they're not going to take the puck to the net, and they're just taking away those passing lanes. They know that Strome or Taves, whoever is there, isn't going to shoot it. So I think they just need to get that mentality back, like Jonathan Taves had in his earlier. career in the earlier part of his career. I don't know where this went, but it just vanished. Like, he loved getting the puck down low and just stuffing it home, and some of the big guys would go and clean up the scraps if he wasn't able to put it past the goaltender. I think they need to get back to doing that. And Strom just needs to be more aggressive, I think, with the puck on his stick and open up that other dimension, because once he starts getting aggressive and taking the puck to the net, that's going to open things up so much more for Patrick Kane. In Alex to bring So I think it's really important for Strom to add that other dimension to his game moving forward. Uh, but only five power play goals from him this season. What else do I got here in the numbers? Oh, yeah. One other thing I really wanted to emphasize about Dylan Strom's campaign is he shot 17.5%, which is a career best on way to uh, 22 goals, which is also a career high. Um, he has shot in the double digits every year of his NHL career so far, but I don't think shooting nearly, you know, 18% is all that sustainable. So I, I think, um, you know, he was on track for right around 30 goals if he played all 82 games, but I have a feeling that's probably the cap on Dylan in the goal scoring department, because odds of him shooting 18% once again, in the NHL just really aren't all that likely. Uh, one other A strong spot of Strom's game that I thought kind of went under the radar this year was his face-off win percentage. Strom won 52.3% of his draws this year, and that was an area that he really struggled at in his first couple of years with the Blackhawks before this one. And uh, except for Jonathan Taves, it feels like the Blackhawks haven't had a top six center, or even a top nine center for that matter, have a face-off win percentage above 50 in forever. So kudos to Dylan Strom for working hard and. Um, certainly, having his best year of his career at the faceoff dot. Hopefully, that's something he'll be able to continue on. Uh, assuming again that the Blackhawks are going to bring him back this off season, something I already mentioned. Stroms had a career high in terms of ice time, 17 minutes and 26 seconds, and he earned that ice time of how because of how well he immediately jumped in on that top line and uh, just started things started clicking right away. He deserved that uptick in ice time. So good to see Derek King. Once he got hot, recognizing this is where Strome needed to be, he stopped the tinkering that Jeremy Colleton was doing, and that led to Strome having one of his better offensive seasons of his career. Uh, Taking a look at Strome's analytics now, he was actually one of the better Blackhawks in this department this season because not only did Strome have an impressive 54.6 Corsi percentage, which is actually better than both Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrinckit, but he also was on the ice for 74 goals for to 56 against. And I know a lot of those goals he wasn't even involved in. It just came from Debrinket and Kane's magic this year. But I think more impressively than that is not not the positive margin, but to only be on the ice for 56 goals against with how large of a role he played and how often he was on the ice, I think that's pretty damn impressive. And Strom actually has had really good analytical numbers throughout his career. So it was good to see once he got that, got that larger opportunity that continued to stay the same. He continued to put up really good analytics, even though the Blackhawks were terrible defensively and his line was on the ice for by far the most time. I think that's one also underrated aspect of Dylan Strome continues to be on the ice for more offense than defense. So all in all, Great offensive season from Dylan Strome, career highs and goals, second most points and assists of his career. Great year at the faceoff dot as well. I do think he has another level to get to on the power play, but I'm really hoping that a new coaching staff will come in and be able to add those dimensions to the man advantage moving forward. Uh, All the analytics for Strome were really good. He took advantage of his opportunity. He ran with it, had a tremendous second half of the season. And I think because of that, I I really do think he's deserving of a contract extension. If the Blackhawks didn't move him at the deadline, I don't think they're going to get something better than they were offered then in the summer. Um, So I really hope that he does get an extension because I think he's deserving of it. I don't know if he's going to be, I don't know if he's capable of being a, a top line center in the future because... He's not the greatest all-around playmaker, and uh, also the speed is always going to be a concern with the NHL just getting faster and faster and faster. But I definitely think he's worth keeping around and could be a very solid second or third line depth piece one day down the road. So taking all of this into consideration, folks, I am going to give Blackhawks forward Dylan Strom an A- for his performance this season. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Friday, May 27th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks wherever you get your podcasts and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news, info, and updates. From all the teams still alive in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions regarding anything, related to the show or to the Blackhawks, don't forget that Monday's episode is Mailbag Monday. So for any questions, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You could also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you could call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for checking into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.